when Brett yeah. was editing the podcast, he texted me. He's like, so I'm editing the podcast, and um, in it you refer to your son's friend as a feral cat. And he goes, it's funny, but I don't know how close you are with the parents. Do you want me to take it out? And I was like, so adorable. You think I give a shit? Because <laughs> 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 I don't. Yeah. So <laughs> you're not liable for anything. For anything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And this is an LLC, so if someone sues, they get my microphone <laughs> and this highlighter. It's like... There you go, buddy. <laughs> you you win. The show cannot be canceled. All right, you ready to do this? We're hanging. <laughs> Small town scuttlebots. Hey, Scuttlebuds, what's going on? It's Rick. But you already knew that because you're a loyal listener because you're one of the Scuttlebuds. Yep, I got Mike and Liz with me as per usual, and uh, we're hanging out. It's hot outside, isn't it, guys? It's disgusting. It is. Quit your complaining. Dude, it's... It's oppressive. It's in the 90s, and it's humid. And Mm -hmm. if you're from, like, Arizona, and you're like, I don't understand your humidity thing, but it's 110 here. Dude, I'll take your 110 dry heat over my 84-degree wet afternoon any day. Uh, We got a great show today. We're going to talk a little... Should we get into... Into what we're doing, yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna t- scuttlebuds. You know, it's a it's an ever changing world, and we gotta roll with the punches and adapt and whatever. But once in a while, my eyebrows raise, and uh, we're gonna talk about David Ortiz, the recent Hall of Famer, who's now coming out with his own line of marijuana. I've got opinions on that, and I think it's a a, a spirited debate and a conversation to have, but. First, uh, what do you say we get some things off of our chest and hit that Ushanka? All right, Scuttlebuds, let's see what's on our minds this week. So, Rick, starting off, Jaws. Wait, are these due now? Uh, Yes, they were due at the beginning of class, Mike, but I'll make an exception for you. Pencils down. I'll think of one. Special special exception Mike over there is working on his. But I'll go ahead right. and talk about mine. Jaws, the movie. Right? So we live in Massachusetts, and you read the news or you uh, watch the news on TV. You're, you're hearing about all these shark attacks up and down the East Coast primarily, mm-hmm. right? Like, yep. I just saw a video yesterday of two sharks, I don't know what kind, literally flopping in the wait, waiting water in Florida. Yikes. Uh, my Sharktivity app, it's an app that's, um, there's a shark conservatory that has this app and it cites what? No, I just like the phrase, they were literally flopping. Yeah. Were they dying? They were scrambling to like get Get back back in the water, you know? Um, and some guy, some, some guy that grew up playing Marco Polo is in the background of the video yelling fish out of water. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how many people took selfies with those sharks. All of them. All of them. Oh yeah. Well, this is going on my Tinder profile. I'm totally going to get all the chicks now. They're going to swipe whichever direction they're supposed to. Well, the Sharktivity app. Uh, Which Rick follows. Yes, I do. It's fun because mm-hmm. it tells you does. where the shark sightings are. Like Chatham, Massachusetts. Yes. If you're thinking of, if you're not from around here, it's the elbow of the Cape Cod. Like if you put your forearm, that's, it's right on the tip. There's a sandbar there. There's some islands and sharks and seals just converge. And it's crazy. This week, a, th- 
a great white shark 30 feet off the shore. 30 feet. What's that? Waist-deep water that at most? That is frightening. Yeah. And, I mean, Chatham is, is gorgeous. It's mm-hmm. definitely one of the pricier places to live and visit on the Cape. And they frequently have to close the beaches down there because of shark sightings. So but can you imagine? that's why it's so expensive in Chatham. Everybody wants to stay in Chatham because that's where the action is. If you want to watch someone just get devoured by a <laughs> shark, you're, uh, who you're, doesn't on vacation your chances skyrocket if you live in Chatham. And that's why it's so expensive. No, like, I think it was always that. expensive, though. Yeah, because sharks have always found <laughs> seals there. <laughs> but it's they've leaned so in. Yes. They've leaned into the shark sighting Because culture. everybody secretly wants to see it happen. You don't want to be the person. I'm right. not being secret. I, I want to see a shark attack, but on a seal, not a human. Right. I oh, yeah, see, yeah, I want to yeah, see a course. seal just be given up. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to see a person. But I mean, there are a few people that I know. That I mean, I have a short list of that. I'd be like, no, oh, if, if they never made it back over the bridge, it'd be OK. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that you were staying in Chatham. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back to Jaws. Right. I'm just setting it up. Jaws, sharks and all that stuff. My kid's into it because uh, Jaws, it's an apex predator. And that's what my kid likes. And Rosie's into that stuff, too. Before you guys came over, my wife was upstairs watching Jaws with yes. my two kids. I, it was. She was. Yes, it was paused when I walked in, oh my God. and it was so funny. As soon as I entered the back door, Leslie turned around and goes, "We're watching Jaws." And I was said, it Good. on like TBS where they? No. Stand- oh my God, Leslie. Yeah. Okay. I haven't even asked you for your thoughts, and I think I already know where we're going. But I was in the office printing out some things for the show mm-hmm. uh, until I ran out of paper because my wife used up all the paper and never replaced it. But we had a separate conversation. About and that. this is where I came <laughs> in. That's where Mike came in. In the middle of a, <laughs> I walked into Rick going, God damn it, where's the paper? <laughs> he was, he's not lying. He's not lying. But it was all fun. And he opened up a cabinet that had like, 30 ink cartridges, and I was like, I feel like you're getting warmer. That's probably a good spot to look. If it's not in there, there might not be any. So yeah. I hear the beginning of Jaws, like opening credits and all that. So I saunter into the room, and I say, what are you guys watching? And by the way, my wife is the voice of reason. My yeah. wife is the smart one. My wife is the cautious one, right? And I'm the reckless, crazy, fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants guy. So it makes it Really awkward when I'm the adult in the room. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I said, Hey, what are you guys watching? This looks like Jaws. And Charlie and Rosie are like, It is. And I said, Leslie, right up until like high school, I wouldn't even get in our swimming pool in our backyard until my sister went in first oh because God. of Jaws. <laughs> and swimming in a lake, I don't like doing it. Like we go up to New Hampshire to the lake. I'm like, If, if a weed touches my Ugh. toe, I'm, I'm Lakes just are going. Disgusting. Yeah, I'm just going to, uh, Assume it's a shark and I'm going to be killed <laughs> yep. because I saw Jaws. It's just that psychological thing that it's scarred me. You. It's stuck mm-hmm. with me. And, I'm uh, Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> so I, uh, Leslie's like, it's fine. You know, fast forward. I hear like the um, the buoy bell going ding ding, and then all of a sudden the woman screaming and screaming. And I'm like, wow, I don't. Rem- I haven't seen this movie forever, but that is that's some good acting. And I get up. Both kids had their eyes covered, tucked into my wife, and she's like, got Wait that cringy look. Oh, no and I way. said, I said, Leslie, this is what I'm talking about. I don't think the kids should be watching. And she goes, you know, I've only seen this movie on cable, and they don't show the coriness of it. And but it was, in oh fairness, God. the kids were covering their eyes because the girl was skinny dipping, and they were like, we're too young. We're <laughs> this, look, Mom, don't That's worry. Modesty. We're not looking. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. We'll open our eyes as soon as she's being eaten. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Yeah, so now I have to unravel that. So mm-hmm. uh, my daughter's 10, my son's 8. They just watched Jaws. and um, How think, far did they get into it? I think they saw the whole thing. Oh, Jesus. Fun fact, the tuba player that plays the theme <laughs> was late getting to work that day, had sprinted across L.A. to get to work on time, showed up like five minutes late, was handed the music, and thought they gave him the wrong part because he was like, I'm not supposed to play this much. <laughs> and then he like went and played one of the most iconic, yeah. probably the most, besides maybe Star Wars. Like, What's more iconic mm-hmm. than the Jaws theme? Mm, right. You know what's great? When I used to work at the after-school program, sometimes if kids were like playing a game on the structure where like, oh, let's stay away from the teachers, I would put the Jaws theme on on the Bluetooth speaker and just slowly oh my start, God, that's awesome. start like creeping their way. This sounds awful. <laughs> but <laughs> Sneaking but the, up let children. me tell you, the kids absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. But they like kids instinctively know when you hear the Jaws theme like, oh, no, there's danger. Yes, yeah. it's synonymous with something and dangerous was, and coming. And kids would be like, ah, shark. Yeah. And yeah. it was oh so fun. It was like an immediate game. If Mike, that's have, a fun way to corral the, the kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you want to have fun with kids, put on the Jaws theme and just start like a slow game of tag where you're just starting towards them and they, they will run away and it it's a it's an immediate game. Yeah. This sounds That's awful, cool. but it's fun. Mike, uh, my wife ruined that for me. I can't do that now. See, when Jaws was a concept and they knew dun, dun, mm-hmm. dun, dun, without seeing the movie, like everyone oh, no, else, it's fine. These you're, kids have now seen the movie and they're like, oh shit, I don't want to be the lady that yeah, gets. You're going to have 10 times more fun when you play <laughs> it now. And if you play it in the pool, you might also get mm. to reenact the Caddyshack scene, uh, you know, the where they got to empty out the whole pool. Yes. Right. But in your case, it won't be a baby Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep it to that. Jaws, my wife is watching mm. it. Appropriate or not, Liz? Inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Mike? I, I love it. <laughs> I don't care You're about you. You're not a you. parent. <laughs> yeah, but I not, don't have kids. Not this you. isn't my problem. No, I love it. The kids saw it. They should. It's a healthy fear. It's a primal fear. You're afraid of the unknown. The ocean is the ultimate unknown. Of course they're scared. Great. Yeah, but so now when you and go to now, your Cape house, I they're not going to I was just going to say, guess what? When you watch somebody get attacked on, on Cape Cod, it won't be your kids. You win. Okay. Okay. Interesting right? perspective. Interesting perspective, yeah. This is mine. Lady cops. So I saw this article, which I think I shared with you both, and the headline of which read, Concord, Massachusetts makes history by having the first all-female police shift. Mm -hmm. And for any scuttlebud listeners that aren't familiar with Concord, Massachusetts, it's a very affluent suburb of Boston. The median home price is $1.6 million. The median household income is like over $600,000. So we're not talking St. Louis. Mm Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. one is suffering a drive-by shooting in front of Walden Pond. Right. So this is terrible, but my first thought was, is this what they meant by defunding the police? They could only <laughs> afford to pay 70 cents on the dollar, so they hired a bunch of ladies. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a traitor to my own gender. <laughs> Kidding! Liz, wow. I love the apo- unapologetic. That's funny. I couldn't say that. Um, and so then I read further into the article, and it said it was just by chance that these four women ended up on this ooh, police yeah. shift together. Yeah, they're like, we never uh, would have done this right. on purpose. But it got me thinking. Clerical like, error on right. our part. You know, as a, as a citizen, mm-hmm. regardless of where you live, how comfortable are you having all women on a police shift like if we're you know sitting at starbucks having our coffee rick and one day two armed gunmen enter and they you know roll up cagney and lacy like uh come on like could you have sent someone with a little bit more you know 
No, oh. I'm going to I'm going to disagree. Okay. I think a lady cop you're less likely to get out of your ticket. You're less likely to work through it with them. They're like, "No, I I stopped you for a reason. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you for a reason, whatever it is." And I would also say they all go to the same uh marksman training. If it hits the fan, I'd I'd be fine with it. And I'd be like, "You know what? It's cuz it a lady cop, sure you see, okay, it's a lady." But it's a lady that became a police officer. She's badass. No, I, I'm she's, not saying she's that not women gonna, shouldn't Mike, be. It's a comedy show. She's taking a light take on oh, this. Oh yeah, stuff. no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying. I got, <laughs> you offended Mike. I'm just saying. I got my money on this lady with the gun. Like, well, I'm. Yeah. I guess my point is, if it was, it was more of like a violent, a potentially violent situation, mm. I personally would not be comfortable if two female police officers were responding. If it was a male and a female police officer, that's totally fine. But I'm just thinking if a situation gets to a point where there needs to be a physical altercation, I personally, as someone involved in that scenario, wouldn't be comfortable. I mean, you could say that I'm like... I hear you. you I I just saw a video this week of a cop in New York City on the subway getting beaten by... Got into a fight. Mm -hmm. It was a a legit fight. These guys were throwing punches. Yeah, um, so that was just, so, and, and if I was, I will say on the flip side of that, if I was going to report a crime, like even if it was something dumb, like my car being broken into, I'd probably prefer to talk to a woman police officer because I would think that they would be more empathetic. And detail oriented. And detail oriented. Yes, they would take copious <laughs> notes. Yes, they would. The guys were like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But whatever. so, I don't know. That was, that was my perspective. Mm-hmm. And you can say I'm being, you know, no, it's very honest. It's whatever. Fine. But so just curious on your thoughts. Well, I'll say this. Um, there's some truth to what you're saying, but it's also like it's funny because it's uh, in this day and age you can't right. say like oh. right. A first responder, I think, needs to be prepared for anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, if I'm on the third floor of a of a building, right, and I'm holding my two kids and I need to get them out of the house, who do I want coming up the ladder to get them? Yep. Um, it doesn't matter as long as they can bench press a buck fifty. Right. If they can't. They're not going to get my kids down, and this is going to be a shit show. Mm-hmm. Time is everything. So I, if as long as they can meet the requirements, I'm good. And to Mike's point, a gun, aim, all that, you know, if you have it, if you have the skill. I don't know. I'd, yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree that if you have, like, the skill set, I guess I'm coming at it more like if something got... Yeah, it's a physical thing. physical part, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I would prefer to have someone who is yeah. more physically evenly matched to the... Yeah. Alleged perpetrators. <laughs> have you ever seen the videos of like lady cops just tackling dudes? No, no, but, oh, no, no. You know what? I haven't. Like, do they uh, exist? No. I know. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no. There are some videos out there of like guys on a you know making a run for it, thinking yeah. they're going to get away. Yep. And these cops just like running them down and annihilating. That's them. awesome. And Good. it is fantastic. Good wow. for them. It's I'm gonna, fantastic. We should. I might have to look those up. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to look those mm-hmm. up. The one, the one last point I, I thought about is, uh, you know, this diversity, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't it great? We got a whole whim. Uh, it, it harkens back to the hypocritical uh, quote from Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she was asked, How, when do you think there'll be enough women on the Supreme Court? And she says, when there's nine of them. Right. Like, Ruth, Honey, that's that, all of them. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's contradicting right. everything that you argue mm-hmm. for. Like, yeah, going all all women. I don't mm-hmm. know. Is that was it a statement thing or is it just uh, the guys were on vacation? It just yeah, happened that it way? was one of those like it just it just happened to happen. And this also and this should be somewhat telling. It is allegedly the first time in the history. Not of just the Conquer Police Department. Oh, any nationally, any police department wow. that this has happened. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. 
Interesting. I, yeah, According I, to I the assumed article. it was just conquered, and I was like, well, so what? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. No. Wow. So, yeah. That cool. was... But yeah, uh, as anybody knows, uh, like if you live in Medfield, for example, if you're in Massachusetts and it's summertime, nobody's in town. Everybody yep, has gone. vacated town to mm-hmm. go to the Cape, to go to New Hampshire, to go to Maine, to go to wherever. Everybody's got their second house wherever they're yep. going. So yeah, the fact that it happened at the end of July, it's like, okay, but... Let's do this again in, like, November, and we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, every wealthy person in Concord listening right now is like, Mike, shut up. We don't want people to know. We have an all-woman force, and we're not home. (laughs) (laughs) Let's switch gears now to something that's a local and national story here in the Boston area. David Ortiz is a legend. Yep. Right? I mean, he's a first-time Hall of Fame ballot inductee mm-hmm. that I feel like those are the true hall of famers yes right like Jim Rice I'm sorry buddy but it took you like 20 years <laughs> to get in I mean you're either a hall of famer or you're not mm-hmm. if you had to think about it in lobby even argue David Ortiz his numbers his postseason stats he's the goat he and Tom yep. Brady right and I'll never forget the speech he gave after the marathon bombing I mean he was just so inspirational and and that whole team was but he totally stood out as someone who I think really lifted the city up when we kind of needed it most only David Ortiz could speak to 40,000 people parents with their kids mm-hmm. a day game mm-hmm. a matinee lots of kids and he declares this is our fucking city and, it and everyone was, exploded. Everyone yeah. exploded. Yep. It was just a release of emotion. It's what we needed. So Fast forward to uh, a couple days after he's inducted into the Hall of Fame, right? Timing is interesting here. He announces a line of cannabis products that are coming to Massachusetts. And I'm just he- scratching my head. And I I don't want to sound like, you know, a tight ass or something. And I know marijuana, is it really a drug? Yeah, it is a drug, but it's not like, you know, cocaine. I get that, right? But we come from the generation where Mr. T was telling us, you know, you pity the fool who's, mm-hmm. who does drugs. And um, we had Nancy Reagan just say no. We've, we had all the celebrities, Hollywood, you know, David Hasselhoff and, and Kit from Knight Rider, you know, having these PSA commercials during our, our Dukes of Hazard shows, right? ABC after school specials. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now, now fast forward and every rapper, every athlete, it's, it just seems like all these people are, are taking their fame and their fan base, which is young, impressionable kids. Mm-hmm. And they're selling stuff that, uh, as a parent, I don't want my kid touching right now, you know? So are you trying to bring back Crime Dog McGruff? (laughs) What are we... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, look, I am not against legalization of marijuana. I, Dude, it's been long overdue. It's just weed. Regulate it, 21 plus or whatever, 18 plus, whatever the the law figures out, and just make it not easy to get, Mm -hmm. you know? But when you've got guys like this out there... I just feel like, why couldn't you just be like Tom Brady and sell $200 foam rollers and just call it a day? Like, stay on brand, man. Health and fitness. Now you're going to weed. You know, his uh, press release said um, that using the drug as a way of managing physical pain from years of playing baseball, he uses it also to help balance the stress of his schedule. (laughs) After he began using cannabis, Ortiz said he became more present in the way that he connected with his family. Now, I'm going to disclose some information. Mm -hmm. I used to smoke pot in college. Like, 
In fact, the Whalers, Bob Marley's band, mm-hmm. played at our Spring Fling concert on the quad. And after I, I caught up with these guys, like just hanging out somewhere in town, like they were like getting ready to go back home or whatever. And I said, hey, you guys doing anything? They're like, no, not really. I'm like, you want to come to a party? And uh, they're like, sure. I brought the oh, whalers oh to the Tall Cap Epsilon house, <laughs> and we all got high. That's and amazing. Who do you think was the coolest guy at that party that night? I'm guessing it was you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, I'm hey. sorry. It wasn't one of the whalers. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. You pompous ass bag. You just tried to put yourself above Bob Marley and the whalers? I should specify the student. Who who's the coolest mm. white student at that party that night? It was me. Yeah, so I will speak to this as a mm-hmm. person who has, has um, I'm, you know, I'll disclose I've smoked marijuana, and um, I can tell you that you are in no way more present when you're connecting with anybody. That is, that is a, a bold face lie. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's in parentheses, air quotes around pres- present. So I guess it depends on your definition of present. Is it like you're acutely aware of everything? Like I, I, I've only smoked pot a handful My- of times in college, and so I don't. Mm-hmm. I never really got anything out of it, so I don't yeah. know kind of what, how your mind could alter so you've convinced yourself you're more present. Like, are you soaking in more details? Like, is that what that means? I don't know. Well, yeah. my definition of present is a gift, and here's the real <laughs> gift. He chose to name this new line of products Poppy Cannabis, and then one of them is called Sweet Sluggers. Aw, how cute. Yeah. No, how lame. Yeah. How lame. <laughs> yeah, but then he's got motor breath. <laughs> And uh, yeah, these names are funny. But uh, back to the point where, uh, what else did he say? Okay, managing physical pain. But don't not- forget Bootylicious number four. Bootylicious <laughs> number four. Oh, God. Uh, what I, what, the thing I really don't like, and this is where kids can get led astray, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps balance the stress of his schedule. Stress, you know what, you know what stress is? Life. <laughs> That's just dealing with life. And if you're running away from the stresses of life and you're masking it all the time, then you're not learning how to deal with it. And if you're a 15 or 16-year-old kid, your frontal cortex isn't, you got another five or six years mm-hmm. of development there. That's the executive center of your brain, like all the decision-making, right? That's why teenage boys are so risky with their behavior, right? Like, I'll jump off this cliff. Who knows if it's four feet or 20 feet, you mm-hmm. know? We'll find out when I get there. So... I, I'm just disappointed in you, Dave, and I'm I'm surprised that not I no one's hold taken this, on. Wait, hold on. No one else has taken this this take. Everyone's kinda like, eh, you know, okay, like it's David, you know, it's it's legal, uh, and they're brushing it under the rug. But I'm here to say I don't like it. Didn't I Rob think it's Gronkowski do this like six months ago? Did he? Did I, he? Think, I don't know. I think Rob Gronkowski also has released his look. We'll Ooh. look it up. Make yeah, sure you Google know because if you're so I so I'll come at it from this perspective. I yeah. don't have a problem with it. I would say if he was still playing the playing the sport and our kids were watching him on a regular basis and he was more front and center publicly, maybe I would say like that seems really off brand as you're a current player in you know for the Boston Red Sox or major major league baseball. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's retired now. He's he's a businessman, right? He's you know maybe he doesn't need to work or earn any more money, but maybe he does. And so this is this is his. His business, his entrepreneurship, this is where he wants to put his time and energy. And if he personally feels like he's gotten something out of this and then wants to make it part of his life and his business, I totally, I totally get it. And for the record, Gronkowski has a partnership with a CBD 
That's right. Yeah. Japanese, so which is different. It, it is. I totally guess different. it's different. Yeah. It's I'll also addictive. say, I know, you know, I know people. I don't smoke pot, but I know people who still do and or take edibles or whatever. And I have someone close to that's about to start chemo treatment and I'm probably going to go to the dispensary in Millis and get some edibles <laughs> to help sure. with the nausea, you know? Sure. Yes. Um, so I don't really have a huge problem with it. Yes, it's legal. We can walk into a dispensary today and buy things. I get the advertising aspect mm-hmm. of it because our kids are, will see his, his name associated with that. Um, but at the end of the day, I think just like alcohol is legal, you know, we're going to have to counsel our kids on making smart choices. Mm-hmm. And I've had conversations with Will already about things like edibles because it looks like a piece of candy or a piece of food and you don't know and don't take stuff that people offer you, you know. So that's just unfortunately now part of the fabric of our education for our, our children. Mm-hmm. So Rick had mentioned earlier how he, you know, he doesn't care that it's legal and all that. I don't care either. It's not like it's not my scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like when it came up on the uh, on the elections, I I voted for it because yep. I was like, yeah, whatever. There's no point in arresting people and, you know, all, all this yep. over something so trivial. Who cares? However, in hindsight, I hate, I cannot stand how often I'm at a red light or on the highway and can smell the weed <laughs> from the car. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Everyone's getting high I don't, and driving. I don't care what you do. If it doesn't affect me, I do not care. Yeah. But if you're driving your car and you can't do that without weed of some sort come on like like, that's crazy it's like your rights end where mine begin Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. you have a right to smoke pot i have a right to drive safely from point a to point b right it it drives me insane and i'm like yep i voted for you to be able to do this but had had i known the extent that and it's like you know the lousy part is that yes i voted for it and the people that were against it this is exactly what they Mm -hmm. were all saying and i was Mm -hmm. like it's not gonna be that bad it's that bad yeah (laughs) yeah a friend of mine, um, her daughter was at a volleyball camp, and when my friend went to go pick her up, she could s- smell weed in the facility. And her daughter didn't know what it was, but my friend obviously did, and she reported it and all that. And so then later that night, she went to talk to her daughter, and she was like, you know, because her daughter said that she smelled something. Mm-hmm. And so she's, so my friend explained to her daughter what it was and how they shouldn't have been doing that, and her daughter just looked at her, and she was like, well, isn't it? legal like what's the big deal so our kids are already desensitized to it to a certain extent like like to your point you know if she had seen someone snorting a line of cocaine on the the check-in desk at kingsbury she probably would have been mortified but to her it was like again this is just sort of life now you know so do you think that with the desensitization the um the allure like you know you tell a kid don't Mm -hmm. do that you turn your back yep because you said don't do it they're now intrigued why don't they want me to do it right they do Maybe if the weed's just kind of around, it's not a big deal. Right. I don't know. I mean. Maybe. I mean, I still think it's something just like alcohol I, I we don't have talked to our kids about. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you know, in the 70s and early 80s, like, cigarettes were everywhere. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, sure. you know, it's not like kids were like, well, my parents do that, so it must not be cool. Right. Yeah. You know, if, if your parents smoked realistically, you also were like, well. Oh. I'm I'm 11. <laughs> it's time to pay Johnny down outside the packing store to go in and get me a pack. I'm I'm predisposed to be interested in these because there's a cartoon camel in the commercials. Um, hey, just to compare, we're 80s kids, yep. and uh, Nancy Reagan's just say no, and all these celebrities are coming out. Here's a Michael Jordan stop it, get some help 
anti-drug PSA from 1987. Let's just listen to this and compare that to what we've been talking about. I'm Michael Jordan. McDonald's restaurants. Let's start, start that. Now the audio's good. You ready? I, I love how he doesn't quite say the R in I'm his Michael name. Jordan. McDonald's restaurants have given me this time to talk to you about something we both really care about. Kids. Kids are the reason McDonald's sponsors their Get It Straight program, a national drug awareness effort. Think about this. Many of you using drugs out there now are under 18. Do you realize that at 18, you have lived only one-fourth of your life? When you're using drugs, you're only cheating yourself out of the chance to find out who you really can be. And believe me, if you don't use drugs, you can just about be anything you want to be. Listen, you've got at least three-fourths of your life to go. That's three more lifetimes to you. So don't blow it. Don't do drugs. If you're doing it, stop it. Get some help. Oh, okay. I uh, I kicked that off. Um, we heard enough, right? Mm-hmm. But the, just the sentiment, the music, you know, yeah. the the visual, folks. It was just uh, him alone, um, close up shot, just talking directly to. It was like connecting. And by the way, 1987, there was no more famous person mm-hmm. on the planet Earth than Michael Jordan. Yeah, I have a couple take home messages from this. One, Michael Jordan is the coolest person ever. Mm-hmm. Still, two. One fourth of your life has been lived at age 18. Michael Jordan was telling us, and we accepted that our life expectancy was 74. I was thinking the same thing. And then he doubled down. He repeats it. Yeah. You still have three quarters of your life to. I hope well, I got more than in that. In Michael Jordan's defense, though, that might have been the life expectancy yeah, back, back when that commercial was recorded. Right. We've had a lot of advances in medical technology. And think was about big back then too. Right. So think that's going to skew your data. <laughs> Think about this. At age 18, you've only lived a quarter of your life. I was like, what? That's morbid. <laughs> All right. Here's a fun one. This Remember Mr. T? Who doesn't? Right. This is one from Mr. T. I get angry just thinking about it. It makes me mad. Little kids doing drugs. It turns my stomach. That stuff hurts. You just Stop just living up to your potential. It holds you back. At the diner. It hurts the user. It hurts his family. And it hurts his friends. I just want to shake some sense into you kids that I use some drugs and think about you. Yelling so remember, at you. don't, or else. And now okay. he's smiling. <laughs> Compassionate. And there's a phone number, New York State Division of Substance Abuse. Okay. So we went from that to mm-hmm. uh, athletes selling drugs. And uh, I don't know how to sugarcoat it. He's selling drugs. And it's a drug. So and he's got an impressionable fan base. Mm-hmm. And that's why I just think it's kind of icky. But... Hey, I'm a capitalist, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you do you, right? Right. So, right. I mean, I would say the drugs. There's a pretty wide berth of what falls under that category. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everything from cocaine to crystal meth to mushrooms to yeah, I don't know, well, whatever more, else. Ma- yeah, marijuana is still a category one drug mm-hmm. up there with cocaine. It's is it? Yeah, that's it, that's silly. I think that needs to change. But anyway, again, I and, I, and I don't think that. The legalization of it takes all the arguments off the table. I just, I'll say that we never saw PSAs, I don't think, or maybe we did, about mm-hmm. don't drink kids, right? Maybe, I don't know, did we? Um, oh, drunk, drunk driving. Yeah, well, drunk driving. Drunk driving. Yeah. Drunk yes. drivers yeah, did a lot a of stuff. Point. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. yeah. You just weren't paying attention because you were hitting the uh, Boons <laughs> and Mad Dog <laughs> <Yeah, seriously. laughs> behind the, <laughs> the school during the pep rally. 
Or is that just me? Anyway, um, Mike, you want to? Is there anything else we want to talk about? You know, I, I respectfully disagree with David Ortiz, and you guys had varying viewpoints. I, I felt like it was a important important thing to talk about because yes. small towns. I mean, you, drug use it's it's rampant. I mean, we talk about yep. this town. Kids are vaping. Kids are smoking weed. Kids are drinking. Yeah, this isn't helping that. And um, there's a lot of people that are trying to protect their kids from that. But yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and that's do where your, I from. do your thing, but don't be a jerk about it. Keep yes. keep it in your own space. Yep. And David Ortiz, you're such a dork. <laughs> like I didn't realize what a dork he was. Really? What makes him a dork? I told you he, he's calling it poppy cannabis, and he he named one of them sweet sluggers. Yeah. You dork! <laughs> <laughs> what a dork! <laughs> Why not call it Grand Slam or? MVP it's, it's, or maybe those were taken. He's probably not yeah. allowed. Yeah, they're yeah. trademarked yeah. by somebody else. That's funny. All right, Mike, let's wrap it up. What did we learn today? Jaws may or may not be a children's movie. Uh, also, your life expectancy, if you're over the age of 18, I'm sorry, but you've got less than three quarters of your life to go, whether you realize it or not. So you can thank Michael Jordan for that one. Uh, and if you uh, were hitting the wacky weed during the show, what did you learn? Nothing. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the food. It's doing the drugs. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody.